Let's say you don't want to sign up with a credit repair company and you want some actionable steps that you can take today. Like I'm talking about, you could pause this video right now and get into it to start fixing your own credit. I'm gonna give you all the step-by-step -step blueprint on different things that you know you could do. You could go and tell your auntie, your sister, your cousin could do to where you don't have to pay me, you don't have to pay Lexington Law, you don't gotta pay any credit repair company. These are things you could do yourself, for yourself, by yourself, for free. You ready? Oh yeah. What's up, that's all family. Welcome to another episode here, man. So today we got an amazing guest, Marvin Francois. Did Ooh, I get that right? You got it right. You all right, right. Bet, got you. <laughs> so I know that obviously we talk a lot about financial literacy, right? But I think it's unfair if we don't tackle what credit is within financial literacy. It's a huge topic. It might not be the most sexiest topic, mm -hmm. but it is extremely lucrative if you actually use it the right way. Mm -hmm. So today we brought a guest on who I would like to say is an expert in this field, mm. right? Oh, so we want to give you credit, bro. I appreciate it. I, I see what you did there. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? You got you to <laughs> give you flowers. We got balls. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? So let, let's let's see what we got going on right now. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of different topics. Mm -hmm. And I just want this to be a very organic conversation. So let's just kick it off, bro. First off, introduce yourself, right? Okay. Uh, well, do I call them Bag Talk Family? BG, yeah, absolutely. BGF? Bag, no, oh, BTF. Yeah. There you BTF, go. BTF, yeah. You can do your thing. Bag Talk Family, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good Evening, my name is Marvin Francois. Um, credit repair con consultant, specialist, enthusiast, whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, I specialize in all things personal credit, from credit building to credit leveraging to credit repair. Uh, I've been in this space now going on two years strong. Um, I've also built a platform for myself on all different platforms from YouTube to Instagram, TikTok, and beyond just providing people as much value as I possibly can on how they can repair their credit from them, for themselves, different ways that they can leverage their credit, um, you know, demystifying a lot of misconceptions that come with credit and credit repair. And ultimately just, you know, like you said, credit has never really been a sexy topic, right? Especially <laughs> when we talk about financial literacy. So I've been able to work on bridging the gap uh, between credit and the people by just trying to find a way to make it as digestible as possible and also in as, in as entertaining as possible. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love this. I love this a lot. And, you know, we got recommended to you from a couple close friends. Mm -hmm. You know, like one of our friends, you literally fixed his credit. Like his credit was down bad and mm -hmm. you fixed it. I appreciate it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So we got a wizard with us, everybody. Make sure y'all pay attention to everything he's saying. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing to get into, obviously, on credit is kind of how is it reported? So you have like a FICO score and like an experience, right? Or mm -hmm. Oh well, no! Keep going. Go ahead. Those are the. Uh, get it. I got. I got you. I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> Take over. Right like we, we're gonna go on a walk together. We're gonna figure this thing out together, right? Yes, so you mentioned FICO, right? So uh -huh. that's a, that's a very great point because a lot of people are watching this. For example, you know, if you all if you do have your hands on your credit right now, maybe you've been using something like a Credit Karma to follow your score, right? Which mm -hmm. is what, you know, I have a credit repair company. A lot of people who sign up with the company. They usually you know start off with just Credit Karma because they don't know. So when you mentioned FICO, there are two um, major scoring systems that come with credit, right? Mm -hmm. There's the FICO scoring system and the Vantage scoring system. It's not that you know one is better than the other or one is different than the other, they just have two different scoring models. Now the more popular one is the FICO one because when it comes time for you to go to a bank or a lender to get approved for a house, approved for a car, anything like that, they're more than likely gonna be using that scoring model, right, to determine your credit worthiness for whatever you're applying for. Now, when you get a little bit deeper into that, you know, to, to, to tap deeper into your question, what makes up a credit score, right? Right. Yeah. So there are five components that make up a credit score, right? So the first one and the most, the, the largest one of them all is payment history, right. right? So payment history is your ability as a consumer to pay your bills on time. Anything that's showing on your credit report, if you, um, if you're, if you're paying it on a month to month basis on a timely manner, right? 
you will get rewarded by it and your FICO score will increase on a month-to-month -month basis, but you have to make sure that you're paying those things on time. You know, I've seen people where they've gotten one late payment and their credit score has dropped anywhere between like 70 to 100 plus points beyond, right? Really? Because payment history makes up 35% of your overall credit score, right? right so once again, right, it's right. the largest and the most important part of credit right. because you got to think about it. What exactly is credit and what is a, a credit report? A credit report is your financial resume. You, when you go and you apply for a credit card, when you go and apply for a car, when you go and apply for a house and they pull your credit report, essentially they're looking at what your relationship has been with other people who have given credit to you. And if they see that you can't pay your bills on time, then why would I want to give you credit as well? You're going to do the same thing to me, right? So that's why payment history is such a huge thing in terms of making sure that you're paying your bills on a timely fashion. So if you're watching this, if you don't take anything away else away from this, uh, from this sit down, if it's on your credit report, pay it on time, even if it means overdrafting your bank account. Mm -hmm. If it's on your credit report, make sure you pay it on time because a late payment is one of the the biggest ways that you can shatter your credit, right? So I, I have a quick question on that, right? Let's go. So with with that piece, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions sometimes, right? right? People say, don't pay off your credit full, right? Because when you say pay it off in time if something's on your credit, mm -hmm. do you mean like pay the entire thing off like on your credit card or like can you pay like a little bit off like how does that work that's a great question so now i'm happy that you said that it actually goes into the second part that makes up your credit report. see you see y'all look y'all good y'all good y'all really really good so that that goes into uh credit utilization right it, or it ties into it so um to answer your question directly before i get into that part when it comes to paying your bill on time you have what's called a minimum payment right so any form of credit, whether it's a revolving type of credit or an installment type of credit, there's a minimum payment that you're required to pay um, every single month, whether it's, you know, typically for a credit card, it's like $35 or sometimes it could be higher depending on how high your balance is on that credit account. But you don't have to pay the entire thing off at the bare minimum, whatever your minimum payment is for that credit account you want to make sure that you pay it every single month whenever the due date is for, right? But that ties into, or especially if we're talking about a revolving type of credit, which is a credit card, that ties into the second um, component of what makes up your overall credit score, which is credit card utilization, right? Mm -hmm. So utilization is basically of the total amount of, uh, uh, of credit that you have available to you on the revolving side, how much of that credit are you using up, right? I'm not sure if you guys know, but typically when it comes to um, credit utilization, they'll usually tell you, well, you want to keep your credit utilization around like 30%, right? right? That's the golden number. Realistically, you want to keep that number at 10% or below. The reason why you want to keep it at 10% or below is because when it comes to your credit card utilization, right? Mm -hmm. If it's at 30%, it's not going to negatively affect your score. But when you keep it at 10% or below, not only is it not negatively affecting your score, but it's actually optimizing your score. And now you're improving, you know, your, your score is actually going to get higher if it's below that 10% mark. If it's above that, it's not really going to have a positive or a negative effect. It's going to kind of just be in limbo. Mm -hmm. But if you keep it below that 10% mark, now your score is going to increase on a month-to-month -month basis if you're able to maintain maintain that utilization, that 10% or below utilization across multiple accounts. Then you have three other components that make up your score. Then we have length of credit history. This is the most annoying one, especially for young guys like you and I. Why? Mm -hmm. Length of credit history is how long, you know, your, um, how long you've had that credit account open on your credit report, mm -hmm. right? So the one reason why I say it's the most annoying because of all the different components that make up your credit score, it's the one component that um, it's the one component that you can't manipulate. I can control, yes. you know, if I pay my bills on time or not. I yeah. can control my credit card utilization. I can't control time, right? Right, right, right. So I well, there are ways that you can get around it, which are trade lines, and we'll get a little bit into that later. <laughs> but you know, length of credit history is the one thing where you essentially you have no control over it, right? You just have to wait on and pay your bills on time on a month-to-month -month basis. But it's so huge. 
Because another thing that lenders are looking for when you're going to them, right, to get approved for these different credit accounts is they want to see that you have aged relationships with other banks, mm -hmm. right, before they lend you your credit. Why? Because if I see that you've had a great relationship with another creditor or another bank for an extended period of time, and um, uh, whether it's two, three, four years and beyond, I feel more comfortable now giving you, not only giving you access to credit, but mm -hmm. a larger amount of credit because you've given me a larger sample size to work with here in terms of how long you've been positively maintaining this account. There's that trust, basically. Basically, right? right? right. Think about, you know, it's, it's the same thing as a financial resume. That's why you said that. Financial, it's, it's and, and like a, a lot of aspects of credit, you want to find there are different analogies that you can use to kind of just make it simple. Think about it like, you know, like a relationship, right? You've known him longer than you've known me, right. right? I don't know how long you guys have known each other, but if he comes to you and he's like, yo, bro, let me borrow your car, and, or we both come to you and say, yo, bro, look, can we borrow your car on different days, you'd feel more comfortable letting him borrow your car than you would let me borrow a car, right? Because we just met a couple you know, weeks ago. Right. You've known him for years upon years upon years, so you guys have built a relationship where he's shown you enough over the course of that time, right? As long as you ain't do him dirty. He's shown you enough over a course of time. He's shown you more over that span of time to where you know what to expect and what to deal with him, right? Whereas with me, you just met me. Mm -hmm. So you'd feel way more comfortable not only let him borrow your car, but you know, whatever other favor that he'd be looking to extend. Right. It's the same thing with credit and the same thing with length of credit history. If you and I go to a bank and I have five years uh, worth of uh, credit history and you have two years worth of credit history, but we're both going for the same loan, mm -hmm. not only am I going to get approved, you may get approved too, but I'm probably going to get better terms and right. I'm probably going to get larger a, a larger approval amount right. because I've shown, I'm showing them more you know, length in terms of and have more uh, a larger resume compared to you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we have two more components after that. Then after that, we have um, credit mix. So credit mix is basically of the different types of credit accounts on your credit report. You know how uh, what how what's the um, how diverse your credit uh, report is, right? So earlier you guys heard me talk about <clears throat> revolving types of credit and installment types of credit, like right. So a revolving uh, a line of credit is basically like a credit card. It's basically a form of credit that you can carry a balance on from a month on a month to month basis. Mm -hmm. Whereas an installment line of credit is usually something like a student loan, an auto loan, a mortgage or a car note. It's a one time loan that once you finish paying it off, the account closes and then that's it. Right? Right, right, right. So when it comes to credit mix, another thing that banks and lenders want to see is they don't want, you know, if you have five credit cards on your, uh, your credit report, that's cool. But if somebody else comes and they have three credit cards, but then they got a student loan and then they got an auto loan and maybe they got a couple of now it looks a little bit better because now i'm not only are you showing me that you have a great relationship you know with one you know not only are you good at managing your credit but you're good at managing your credit with different types of credit accounts right mm -hmm. so once again you're showing the banks that they can trust you because the bank's number one priority when it comes to a credit report and what they're looking for on a credit report they want to give us give give you guys money right they want to give all of us money but at the same time they want to protect themselves and minimize liability so that's where credit mix comes in because now okay you have you maintain positive payment history on this credit card and this auto loan and this student loan and across all these different accounts all right now i feel more comfortable giving you more money right, right? and then the final uh component that makes up your credit score this is where what gets people caught up a lot of times is um inquiries mm. Right. So typically when it comes to inquiries on your credit report, uh, you never want to have more than two to three hard inquiries on any of the credit reporting on any of your credit reports with any of the credit reporting agencies. Why? Because banks do not want to give money to people that seem like they need it. So if you're going to a bank and you got 40 inquiries on your credit report, that's first my, off, that's a beast. well, first <laughs> off, I'm going to fight you. Let's start there. We, 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 we have we have a lot that we need to discuss because something's going on in your life. You understand me? <laughs> But secondly, the banks are scared now because it's like, yo, you know, to, to you know, to talk in our terms, bro, why, why are you wilding? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're feeding. 
Whereas if you only have two to three, now the banks feel a lot more comfortable because you don't seem needy, right? Because yeah. it's it, you know, it seems scary. You know what I'm saying? Like you you're going you're 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 blitzing your credit report to all these different types of banks and you're getting denied, 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 denied. Why would I want to approve you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look thirsty. I'm not. Yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna say it's like when you go to a bar, you know what I'm saying, talking to girls, it's like, yo, that girl's not gonna keep on talking to mad guys that keep on going up to her. She's gonna go to the guys, just cool, calm and relaxed. And once again, you see how quickly you were able to use that analogy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, once you once you realize like the different aspects of credit, you know, com are, are comparable to a lot of like those everyday situations like that. That's what helps to make credit that uh, super duper digestible. But yeah, those are the five components that make up a credit score. Got you. So, so my thing, right, is I think we skipped through one thing. That's, Let's do that's it. Super important. Okay. Um, your background, bro. So clear, clearly, right. right, like you, you obviously know a lot. You just broke that down really well. I appreciate right? it. Thank so you. So now is is how did you even get into this space? Oh. I think I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing. Like how how did that happen and and like, what made you want to go and say, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do credit one day. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna get into that. That's a great. All right, so you want you want the long story short, or you want the short story? What, long? what do y'all want, bro? Y'all want like, the long story, right? Back, back right. talk family. Talk to me. All right, we do, let, let's do the long story. All right, cool. So, um, let's go to. I'm 24, going on 25 now. Let's go to college. So, Wait, hold on. Say that again. How old are you? I'm 24, going on 25. Y'all right, heard that? Come yeah. On, come on, man. Come what are y'all doing? Yeah. Y'all better follow him. Come too. on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But no, follow right there. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it, brother. But now, um, to give y'all the story, it's it's actually a very interesting one. So, I went to. I attended. I know you guys know Brooklyn College. Yeah, Brooklyn is a school near Flatbush, Brooklyn. I actually originally went there coming out of high school. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, but coming out of high school, going into college, I always had a background in comedy. Mm. Like I always made like skit based videos for the internet and they always, they didn't go viral per se, but they did like tens of thousands of views here and there. And I just really started to build a following for myself, but I didn't want to be a comedian. I thought I was going to be a doctor because I come from a Haitian background and it's either doctor, lawyer, engineer, yeah. or you die. And then that's yeah. it. You feel what I'm saying? Shout out to Fred. No. <laughs> Shout out to all the Haitians out there because they know what I'm talking about. Went to college, thought I was going to be a doctor, but... At the time, I didn't even realize my call or what I felt was initially, gonna, uh, uh, eventually, excuse me, going to be my calling was comedy because I, I knew how to make funny videos and connect with people on the internet, all these other different things. So I got to college, was doing a lot of bouncing around by sophomore year, you know, my my content on the internet, like my comedic content on the internet really started to take off. Mm -hmm. So um, after that, I actually ended up doing my first stand-up comedy show. I did terrible, but I had such an amazing time. I'm like, yo, that's, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be a comedian, right? So after fall semester of my sophomore year, dropped out of school, right? Dropped out of school, and the plan was to go into comedy full-time. I was going to do stand-up, and I was just going to do content creation. This was 2017, or 2017, 2018. So for the next... Um, no, yeah, this was 2017. So from 2017 to 2020, I was doing comedy full-time, right? Staying at home with the parents doing comedy full-time and I was actually doing really well for myself in terms of like career-wise like over the course of those three years I was able to travel all across the country perform at different colleges and comedy clubs I even headlined at one point in time for yeah towards like the third year of, of my career I did like a sold out a comedy club West Side Comedy Club in 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 the city sold out the sold out the club that's fire appreciate it oh, thank that's you fire. credit and comedy man. yo you yeah, know what i'm saying y'all yeah. see the type of guests we bring yeah, yeah, yeah no we we, we get you a man that can do it all man yeah, get you a man can do both get you a man that can do both but no i was i was i was doing really really well career wise like you know i was i was ahead of the curve compared to a lot of my peers at their third year in their career just mm -hmm. because i knew how to you know, master the internet game of comedy, right? And I also was heavy into just doing stand like every single day. I would just wake up and I was at an open mic or performing at a show. I was networking. I was just trying to get, you know, make this thing happen because this is what I thought was my calling. The problem was going into 2020, 
even though career-wise on the front, it looked like I was doing fairly well, which I, in, in, in hindsight I was, financially it didn't reflect, right? But I didn't really feel that or see that because, you know, I was just thinking about myself and just what I had going on comedy-wise. And then coming in, I knew like, you know, comedy is a very long-term game, especially if you're trying to go the stand-up route, like you got to put in at least like 10 years of work, or at least mm -hmm. that's what I thought it was at the time before you could really get to a point where, you know, you're able to not just make a living for yourself, but make a really good living for yourself, right? So I had a ways to go. 2020 comes, y'all already know, COVID happens, yep. right? Uh -huh. Game changer for me completely. So when 2020 came, what happened was um, my mother ended up getting stuck in DR for like six months because we had a family business out there that she would help manage. She went out there right before the pandemic really picked up. She got stuck out there from like the beginning of, no, from like March all the way to like July or August or something like that. Cause you know, no flights, she could come out. My dad, blue collar dude, I've never seen my pops stay in bed past like 7 a.m. I'm talking about up at 6 a.m. every day, back in the crib at like 9, 10 p.m. just grinding, making sure food's on the table, roof's overhead, everything. That was the first time I ever seen my dad like bedridden because he actually caught the virus. Oh, damn. so my pops caught the virus. He was bedridden, and that was my first time like not just seeing him in bed. But, like he was in bed for like two weeks straight, didn't eat, didn't shower, did nothing. Uh, so my mom's stuck in DR. My dad's in there, and I can't do comedy right because everything is shut down. So that was the first time in my career, in my comedic career, that I really got a chance to really just sit down and think about everything. And I'm looking at my mom. I'm thinking about my mom because she's not there. I'm looking at my dad, and I'm like, okay, comedy is cool, but if you know, I was the, I'm the firstborn. I only have one other brother. I'm like, yo, God forbid something happens to my pops today. Am I in a position financially to where I can take care of my family? And when I realized the answer to that question was no, I was like, okay, do I keep going with this comedy thing or do I make a pivot into something that I know can start making me money right now? Mm -hmm. And when I realized the answer to the question was the latter, I decided I was going to stop doing comedy and go into something different. Mm -hmm. So early 2020, I stopped doing standup and that's when I started bouncing around. I did everything that year. I'm talking about like, bro, I sold t-shirts. I tried to get into real estate. I tried options trade in. I tried, bro, everything. Wow. Bro, everything. Mm -hmm. Bro, every, like yeah. everything under the sun that you could think of. I tried every single hustle. I'm like, yo, what is it? What is this thing that's gonna, that it's gonna be? At the time, then I found out about credit. Like I started, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Him 500. Yep. Yeah, like Him yeah. 500, and there's another gentleman who's uh, who's a mentee of Him 500, um, Herman Dulce, Haitian CEO. I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a, no. little, he's a little more low-key. Gotcha. But I started tapping into guys like them, uh, guys like that, uh, those guys, because like I'm, I'm trying everything. Right. Him 500 100 had a webinar. I jumped into the webinar, and he was teaching people how to remove hard inquiries in like 24 hours, or whatever the case may be, right? At the end, I took the hack. I started doing it for a bunch of different people in my family, <laughs> right? And that's kind of what started getting the ball rolling. Yeah. And from there, I just started doing more research and learning more, and I could not stop talking about credit. I'm telling people, like, yo, do this, and you, your score is going to go from here to here. Yo, if you, did you know <laughs> that if you do this and this, facts, then that, like, facts, I'm getting into that's it. That's how it goes. Right. learn something new, for real. Bro, you like, tell everybody. and I'm the type of person, I don't know if y'all are like this, I'm, and it's a blessing and a curse. I'm the type of person, I only really like to stick with things that kind of, like, click when I first put my hand on it. Yeah. And that's not the best thing, because, you know, sometimes things take, take time, but yeah, yeah. that's what happened with me with credit. Like, the, of all the things I tried that year... That was the first thing that like I touched it and like it started like making sense and working for me right away. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe this is the thing. So I'm like, I'm doing these little hacks. I'm teaching people all these stuff about credit at the at the come October, right? Uh, Haitian CEO, mentee of uh, him 500, he right. had announced that he was going to do a class teaching people how to start a credit repair business. Oh, that's perfect. It's I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, I'm like, <laughs> now I know that this is where I'm supposed to be because that was his first ever time doing it. I'm like, yo, it's not by coincidence that this is happening right when I'm really starting to get into the space. Exactly. God's like, blessing, bro. I'm like, bro, this is a, this is a calling. It was, the class was in Philly, mind you, I'm still broke. Like, mm -hmm. I ain't got no money. Yeah. Still broke, still broke as, as broke can be. 
um the class was like 1500 i had like 500 i borrowed the thousand from like a couple other friends or whatever the case may be i get buy the ticket i go out to the class in philly that's what immediately flipped the switch for me i'm like this is it this is this is what's next for me right go to the class come back home like i'm starting a credit repair business start the credit repair business in november um from november to december i could not get a client like for my credit repair business obviously it's a new business these right, things right. Take, time. It takes time. It takes time but once again i'm the type of dude once again me who i am i'm like bro if it don't if i touch it and it don't make sense after the first couple months not the best please everyone don't do this some these <laughs> things take time but that's just what it was for me at the time I'm like yo this probably isn't it blah 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 my best friend at the time he was like yo bro you know your problem is you're not marketing right you need you're mm. doing all these little instagram videos you gotta get on youtube i'm like what are you talking about Some youtube we talk about youtube i don't want to <laughs> do no youtube video he's like bro you gotta get on youtube that's where your target audience is like you're doing all these finance stuff for people on instagram people on instagram will just want to see flexing and wins like they want to see vibes right like <laughs> people want to learn about credit and credit repair they're going on youtube i'm like all right cool the first we do a video um, the first video that we filmed was a video of me reteaching like what I'd learned from like him 500 and, and uh, Haitian CEO. One of the things being um, the experience 24 hour hard inquiry hack, right? Okay. Basically, we're out teaching people how to remove hard inquiries off their credit report in 24 hours just by doing a call in little hack. That's the first video I ever did. Filmed the video end of December, dropped the video January 9th of 2021. That video blew up. Like in a couple of weeks, it went. It like and mind you, that was like one of my first credit videos ever. That video blew up. It, it got to like a hundred thousand views in like two oh. months. Right now, I think it's sitting at three hundred thousand, three hundred seventy-four thousand, something like that. I'm like, okay, that's fire, crazy, that's bro. Second video, I think you're calling. Yeah, it was eight, like, bro. So yeah. the second video, I'm like, all right, let's see, this is what we got going on. <laughs> then I do a video teaching people about you know how to free secondary credit reporting agencies, and we'll get into that in a, in a few. That video, I think at the time when I launched it, ended up doing like a couple hundred, like not a couple, like it did like a hundred thousand. I think right now it's sitting at like 170, some 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 number, whatever it may be. Then the channel started picking. Now, mind you, I still have the credit repair company. Right, right, right. So the numbers is cool, but what was even crazier was that once those videos started picking up, my consultation calendar for my credit repair company blew up. Bro, right. I'm t and mind you, I'm running the business by myself because yeah. I remember it's a new business, I'm doing everything. The calendar was so crazy. I had to like, you know, I'm hiring on the fly. Got this VAs popping out. Everything. Got, got VAs popping out, and then you know, one thing led to another. Hired the VAs, and then from there, got the business situated, and boom, now we're here. Credit. That's fire. I appreciate yo, it, man. Yo, now nah, see, this, this is why we needed the long story. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and I, I know people got to get value out of the fact that. It started with him making an investment right. into his education, which right. is now paying him for life. Right. So don't be afraid to put money towards something that's going to pay you back in abundance. Hundred percent. Right. 100%. So, so I want to talk about something, right? Let's like do it. basically, when so let's just say right now that mm -hmm. when you when you first started, you got the conversation calls. Obviously, you were really happy, right? Of but course. it's also pressure in the sense that yeah. yo, I got to deliver now because when you first start, it's friends and family, right? Right. And right. then it becomes to like actual random strangers mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So. What was the first thing that you were telling them? I'm like, if for people listening right now, for people who don't have the best credit, mm -hmm. what would be the first thing you tell them? Like, yo, this is a step that you can take to improve your credit. Now, are you saying credit repair or credit building? Because it's two different things. So, credit. I'm talking about credit repair first. Like, I'm saying they they have credit, right? It's bad. But it's bad. It's messed up. Right? Because think about it. A lot of exactly. times, I think what happens, especially within like the black and brown community, but especially, we don't know anything, right? Right. So right. what tends to happen is we get credit cards, mm -hmm. right? Because Everyone thinks it's cool to have a credit card. Mm -hmm. We take girls out to dinner. We yeah. start buying those Jordans. Yeah. We start going crazy. Yeah. And then it's like, yo, like, yep. 
I gotta pay it back. But right. what, what is credit? Why am I gonna, right. why am I getting these calls? Right. So let's just say they have that credit. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Like this is what X Y Z is what you have to do to fix it. So you about to make me. All right, let me sit up. Let me I'm sit at, up. Let me sit up. You guys free let me sit up. Let me right sit now. up. Let me right. sit up. Let me sit up. All right, all right. So I'm a, I'll, I'm gonna give a step by step basically on. Let's say you don't want to sign up with a credit repair company and you want some actionable steps that you can take today. Like I'm talking about, you could pause this video right now and get into it to start fixing your own credit. I'm gonna give you all the step by step blueprint on different things that you know you could do. You could go and tell your auntie, your sister, your cousin could do to where you don't have to pay me, you don't have to pay Lexington Law, you don't gotta pay any credit repair company. These are things you could do yourself, for yourself, by yourself, for free. You ready? Oh yeah, let's, let's get, get into it. it. All right, let's, let's do it. it. Yeah. All right, so step number one, you can't fix what you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. You can't fix what you don't understand. So you gotta first get your credit report in hand so that you know what needs to be repaired on there, right? If there's anything that actually does need to be repaired. Now, if you're watching this, you hear me saying this, you're probably thinking to yourself like, oh, okay, no, I, I got a credit karma, no. We want the most accurate breakdown of our credit report so that we can truly understand what needs to be fixed, what needs to be improved, what needs to be changed, right? The way you do that is you're going to go to a website called IdentityIQ.com. I'm writing right? this down for y'all. Yeah, IdentityIQ.com. Why are we going to go to IdentityIQ.com? For a couple of reasons. Reason number one is, remember, Credit Karma, there are two different major scoring models when it comes to your credit report, FICO and Vantage, right? We want to use the one that the major banks and the major lenders are going to use, and it's not Vantage, it's FICO. But Credit Karma uses Vantage. So why, would you, why are we going to sit here and try and figure out what needs to be fixed on our credit report using a score that these major banks and lenders that we're trying to get credit from aren't even using. Mm-hmm. We're gonna use Identity IQ in that regard. And the second reason is sometimes, this doesn't happen all the time, but there are times where there are accounts that are or aren't on your report that may not potentially show when you're using Credit Karma. I've seen it happen all the time where people is like, okay, no, this is, this is, this is definitely not on my report, but then Identity IQ shows something else, right? Mm. Identity IQ is going to give you the most accurate breakdown of your credit report that's out there. So you want to make sure that you're using that. And they're not paying me to say this, right? So, it, and if you think they are, there are a couple other ones that you can use. You can use Identity IQ. There's another one called My Free Score Now. That's the second one I'm gonna give y'all. SmartCredit.com. I'm giving y'all everything. Yeah. SmartCredit.com. Um, what else is there? What else is there? I think those are the major. My FICO. My, there you yeah. go. See, see, you know, my, my FICO <laughs> is another one, right? So those are four different credit monitoring services that you can use, right, to figure out what is actually on your credit credit report. The most accurate depiction and breakdown that's going on there. Don't rely on Credit Karma, Identity IQ, My FICO, uh, My Free Score Now, and Smart Credit, right? Those are four different ones that they can use. Now you go on there, you you know, you sign up for their their services. Now you have your credit report in hand. What's next? The second thing that you want to do is you want to identify all the negative uh, um, information that you have on there. Do you have collections accounts? Do you have charge-offs? Do you have a bankruptcy? Do you have you know too, too, too many hard inquiries to count? Do you have all these different things? Once you've identified those inaccuracies, you now know what needs to be disputed on on your credit report so you can start the repair process, right? But before you go and send out your first dispute letter, there's something that you're going to do first that's going to be game-changing in terms of determining how much, how, I don't say how quickly, but something that's going to help to improve your chances of getting better results on this process of repairing your credit what is that thing at the top of every single credit report you're going to have what's called the personal information section right Mm -hmm. the personal information section is going to have a a section for names a section for addresses and a section for uh, employers Mm -hmm. in order for your credit report to be properly structured there can only be one name one address and one uh, and, and one employer if there is one right because you don't have multiple names your name is your first name your last name maybe you got a middle right right, right, right. same thing for you right yeah. but what happens is and a lot of people don't know this if you go on your credit report right now one of the more common things that's gonna uh, that's on a lot of people's credit reports is they'll have misspelled names 
old addresses that they used to live at, right? Or old addresses that are connected to whatever, old employers that they don't even work for anymore, that they don't even know are connected to a lot of the negative accounts that are on their credit report that they've probably already been disputing on, or maybe they haven't been disputing on. But now that you know that, mm -hmm. before you send out that first dispute, you wanna clean up that personal information section, right? Because now what happens is, as you're going into the dispute process with Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, yep. um, they're using everything under the sun to verify in negative information that they want to keep on your credit. Because they don't want to take it off. I don't know why they don't want to take it off. I was going to say, why is that? They, they, the data for, there are data furnishers that are selling information to Equifax and things of that nature, right? So and that's how they are, they're making their money, right? So they want to keep that negative information on as much as possible. They don't want to have to go back and go go into the investigation process of doing the 30 days of comparing this account with that account. They don't want to do that, right? So a lot of times that's why when you're sending these letters to Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, and I don't know if you guys know this, they usually send back a, a stall letter, right? So in, in our industry, a stall letter is basically a letter when they're like, well, we don't know if this letter is actually coming from you, so we're not going to process it. Mm. You disarm them by taking as way as much as, as much different information and things like that that they can use to verify this information that they want to keep on your credit report one of the major things is that personal info you could have a misspelled name that's connected to a collections account on your credit report you don't even know it you could have an old address that's connected to a charge off account you don't even know it i think it happens to me not a lie you understand how you how you do that is you want to clean up that excess personal information you want to make sure there's only one name one address and one employer if there is an employer on your credit report one of the easiest ways to do it you can just call into the credit reporting agencies and say hey they're like this this name that's not how y'all spell my name take that off this i only got one address that I take that off and this employer i don't even work for them no more take all that off right you can call in or you can send in a personal information update letter now this is where it's going to get interesting because when i say personal information update letter people will think that it's some fancy, mythical, you know, magical one of one letter that only I have access to. No, <laughs> if anything, especially if you're fixing your own credit, one advantage that you guys have as consumers fixing your own credit that me as a credit repair company owner doesn't have is you can take time to put together a custom letter where you're actually taking time to type out what's on your credit report that you're disputing. With me, because I have so many clients, I have to put together, I already have pre put together letters where information is populated into it. That works against me in the long haul because, you know, obviously I have so many clients, so I can't take time to write every single letter for every single client. But with you, because you're disputing on your own credit, you can actually take time to put together a custom letter where you're basically saying, hey, I should only have one name, one address, and one employer on my credit report. That's not what's shown on here. Remove this, remove this, remove this, remove this. You pack it up, you send it to the credit reporting agencies, their mailing addresses are available on the internet, and then from there you're able to get off that excess personal information. So you can, you can either send a letter or you can call in, whatever works best for you. Now, once you get that excess personal information off, now we can go into disputing on the inaccuracies, or excuse me, the negative accounts that are showing on your credit report. Now, obviously there's no one, 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 there's no one way to go about deleting uh, negative accounts off the report, but typically one of the more common ways that a lot of people are going about doing it is doing what's called factual based disputing, mm -hmm. right? So by law under FCRA regulations, all information on your credit report is supposed to be 100% accurate. If you take time, and this is once again, another advantage that you guys have that given that you're doing your own disputing, if you take time to look at your credit report and look at these negative accounts, you're going to see that you have information for that account reporting to Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people don't know is with these negative accounts that they may potentially be disputing on, not 80 to 90% of the time, the information for those accounts is not exactly identical on all three credit reporting agencies, mm -hmm. right? So sometime, 
let's say you have a collection account, that collections account account number on Experian may not be what it is on TransUnion and Equifax. That's an inaccuracy. We wow. can highlight okay. that, right, and use that as a reason and use that in, in our dispute letters to get the credit reporting agencies to remove it, right? The um, Whether it's the account number, whether it's the date that the account was open. The date that the account was open on Equifax may not necessarily be the same as what it is on TransUnion and Experian. Mm. We can highlight that. That's another inaccuracy, right? Mm. We want to get that highlighted and send, also include that in dispute to get an account, that account off. That's one of the easiest, most common ways to do it because, once again, if you take time to look at your credit report, usually that's the case. Another inaccuracy, and this is another one going back to the account numbers. This is on 99% of credit reports. If you go on a credit report and you look at the account number, you guys have probably seen this. Yep. The account number will usually say like 4506 and then it'll be like XXXXXXX, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's not the account number, but that's just what the, the, the credit reporting agencies put. But that's also another inaccuracy because when you go and you ask the creditor what the account number is, it's not 4506XXXXX. It's going to be 4506, whatever it may be. That's another inaccuracy. Oh, we wow. can highlight that. So you just that. keep tackling that. You just keep tackling it because not by law, they have to, your credit report is supposed to be 100% accurate across all three credit reporting agencies. If that's not the case, you, oh, you just from you simply highlighting those different inaccuracies, you are now giving yourself leverage when you're attacking the credit reporting agencies to say, hey, look, take all of this off. Get, 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 all, get all of this removed, right? So then from there, that's that's something that you could, that's just one of the simplest and easiest ways that you can start disputing on your behalf. But now the next step, and this is where it becomes extremely hard for people. You have to remain consistent in the process. So a lot of times what happens is, and this happens to people who even come into our company, and no matter how many, how much how how much time we try, try and take to explain to them during a conversation call, they, they still don't get it. They'll be like, oh, okay, um, you know, the, the credit reporting agencies, they're doing this and this is illegal. Why haven't they taken it off yet? It's a month-to-month -month process. I was just that was gonna be my next question. Right, like this is not something that happens overnight, and this is exactly why you know, like I, I get clients who are frustrated and concerned, and the number one thing I try and tell them, like, yo, at the minimum, sometimes it could take you up to six months to start seeing results. Right. So if you're in, if you already start been disputing on your own behalf, or you're gonna start doing it after watching this sit down, you know what I'm saying? It, it and you're at month two or month three, and things haven't started falling off yet. That's fine. You still have to continue to send disputes over and over and over, right? And make sure that you don't take your foot off the gas and make sure that you're keeping those disputes within a 30 to 45 day range. Because another thing uh, some people do is they'll send a dispute and, and send another dispute. And then since if something doesn't come off in round two, then they'll take like a 30 day layover, or 30, 40, 50 day layover before they send out the next round. You got to be consistent. Every 30 to 45 days that that account is not getting taken off or it's not going to remove. By the way, another thing that you could use on your behalf to improve your chance of getting accounts removed by law, whenever you are in the process of disputing an account, the credit reporting agency is supposed to leave a note on that account that's being disputed on. If it's not, that's against the law. You can use that in your next round of disputes and tell them, yo, y'all ain't notate this account, highlight it, send it back. But even then, it probably may not come out the next round, but that's why you have to stay on it every 30 to 45 days, constantly sending out those letters right. to improve your chances of getting that negative account removed. So, and then from there, boom, there. Well, that's the credit repair side. and. Next, of course, is credit building, but yeah. Yo, that was fire. <laughs> I appreciate oh, those, it. Nobody talks about those tips, bro. Like, I appreciate yo, it. I appreciate it. Wow, no, I'm not going to lie. Like, generally speaking, that was hard. Yeah, I for appreciate real. It. For real. Like, so, I know you mentioned something about companies that, like, sell your data. Can you just, like, explain that to people? Yeah, so basically, um, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax are not, you know, they didn't get this information. They, they're, they're, they didn't get this information for themselves. These creditors take the take the information that you have and they're selling it to Experian, they're selling it to TransUnion, they're selling it to Equifax, and that's how they're basically, that's how these credit reporting agencies are making their money. Like one thing that people will say is, 
when they call Experian or TransUnion or Equifax, they say like, oh, these are the credit bureaus. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not credit bureaus because they're not or they're not connected to the government. They're their own individual entities by themselves, right? Yeah, so they're I didn't know that. they're actually they're they're businesses. Yeah. They're not like governmental agencies that are oversaw. Like no, they're their own independent agencies. So these creditors are selling your selling your data to these credit reporting agencies, and then from there, that's how they're making their bread. Wow. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that piece either. Actually, there you go. And you could opt out of that, right? You could tell them there are. There, I mean, yeah, there are different ways to go about doing it, but that's when we get into like secondary credit because there are people who furnish data on your behalf and oh this is okay matter of fact i'm even happy that you brought it up this is another gem when it comes to credit repair that you can use right so there are also a couple can i you, go ahead, ahead, bro. You, oh. Sure, it's, it's y'all show. I don't. Yeah, want to no, it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, this is your show right now. Actually. Nah, don't do that. 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 We're giving you credit right now. Go so, on. okay. So another thing that, and I'm happy that you brought that up. So when it comes to the furnishing of data that's on your credit report, right? Another thing that people don't know about, and I, I don't, you guys probably know about it. Do you guys know about the secondary credit reporting agencies? Yeah, yeah. Got you. So everybody knows about like Lexus, Nexus. Well, if you don't, let me assume that you don't. Mm. So there are second. Say, there go you ahead. go. Excuse me. So there are secondary credit reporting agencies that also contribute to some of the information that's showing on your credit report as well, right? I know what what happens when you send a dispute to the credit reporting agencies is that you send this dispute to the credit reporting agencies, they get your letter, and then from there they're do they're doing an investigation where they're reaching out to everybody that's connected to this account that you're disputing on. They're reaching out to the creditor, right? Because they're trying to get a piece of information that they can use to verify that's supposed to stay on your credit report, and then they're also reaching out to secondary credit reporting agencies as well. Those some secondary credit reporting agencies are LexisNexis, oh, SageStream and LexisNexis have merged now, but so let's say LexisNexis, Innovis, ARS, and CoreLogic, those are like the big four, so mm -hmm. to speak. They furnish, they're furnishing data and information on behalf of a bunch of different types of accounts. So another thing that you can do, you can do it, but I'm gonna put an asterisk next to it, is typically before you start your credit repair process, and this is something I used to do, but I don't really do it anymore, you can freeze your consumer report with these secondary credit reporting agencies to also improve your chances of getting results on your credit report. Why? Because once again, we want to disarm the credit reporting agencies as much as possible during this dispute process, right? So when you freeze your consumer report with LexisNexis, Saystream, Eris, and Invis, and Equifax gets a dispute letter from me, and I'm like, yo, do an investigation onto this, and they go to Invis and be like, yo, what, hey, what's going on with this account? Invis is like, yo, I can't tell you anything, bro. He froze, he froze me up. I can't say, all right, cool. LexisNexis, you, bro, I'm, he froze me too, bro. I can't. I'm, <laughs> so you I'm can stuck. literally call him and be like, yo, I want my account frozen. You can go on, you can go on, you can literally type in LexisNexis, security freeze, Innovis security freeze, ARS security freeze, CoreLogic security freeze, and then from there, once you go in, you can either, some of them require you to do it online, mm -hmm. others require you to call in, some of them require you to fax, it varies, but if you go on their website, they'll tell you. It's something I used to do, the reason why I don't do it anymore is because from my personal experience, it doesn't, it's not that much of a game-changing thing. Mm. So instead of freezing, you can also send disputes to them as well, right? So you, To those secondary. Yeah, you can do that as well. Like okay. for example, sometimes, yeah, you can also send to, to, to them as well. So you can, you can freeze and experiment and see if it works for you. Like I said, from my personal experience, I've done it. It's not that much of a game-changing thing, but you can also send disputes to them as well, right? Because once again, you don't know. Equifax may be also using LexisNexis to validate that this, this information that's on your credit report. But now, let's take it a step further. There are other secondary credit reporting agencies that also are contributing to information that's on your account dependent for specific accounts, excuse me, that are on your credit report. I'm going to give you all a couple. One of the first ones is NCTUE, right? I'm going to say that again, NCTUE. NCTUE is a secondary credit reporting agency that's responsible for furnishing data for accounts that are connected to telecommunications and utilities. What does that mm. mean? Let's say you have a, a charged off account with Comcast, or you have a, right, or a charged yeah. off, boom, to, hey, take this, take this gem and run with it. Let's say you have a charged off account 
with a uh, a light company or, mm -hmm. or or with a gas bill, water company, whatever the case may be. You can send your disputes to Experian TransUnion Equifax because they're the main three, but then you also want to send your dispute to NCTUE as well because you know that NCTUE, NCTUE also helps to furnish data on behalf of accounts that are connected to telecommunications, so like cable and telephone companies mm -hmm. and also utility companies. Go ahead. I just, cause it just kind of crossed my mind, right? So when you're doing the whole, can I get my credit report, right? You're going right. to see what's wrong with it. So right. if you see like utilities is a problem, you can, you, you want can to, literally just call them right off the bat. Well, I don't know if the NCT has it. They probably do have a number, but you can you can send your dispute letter to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So you can send your dispute letter to them. So that's, I, that's another one. I, I don't know how much easier it can be, bro. I'm going to give you another one, MIB. And this is another popular one. So MIB is a secondary credit reporting agency that helps to furnish data on behalf of medical collections. So if you've gone, oh, that's, huge. that's a popular one. That's, that's a very, huge very one. popular yeah, one, yeah. right? Now, now with medical collections, right? If you have a medical collection on your credit report, like if you had a, a hospital bill or a doctor bill, whatever the case yeah. may be, Co and you've been fighting it with Experian TransUnion Equifax, you want to get MIB involved too, because they could be contributing to that data that's keeping that 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 collection account with medical collections on your credit report, right? So that's also another gem for y'all as well. <laughs> this is that I'm actually literally learning from nah, at the same time. Let's go. I forgot we was doing the show. I'm out here learning. Yeah, bro, I'm taking notes. Let's I'm, go. Go. I'm really taking let's notes. Let's go. Let's go. So I guess let's let's transition a little bit, right? Let's do it. So so now we got the repair side of things. Mm -hmm. Um I'm sure there's more and we keep on going and going. Right. But I know a lot of our audience is young people. Right. Right. So they're just either getting out of college or they're like us right now. Um, actually, I can't. You're younger than us, bro. We're, we're 27. Oh, y'all oh, yeah, young. We, 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 we not too far. We're yeah, not yeah, too close. Yeah. Yeah. We're not too far. We're not too I close. We're I was 25. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Right, right, right. Right, so, right. So basically, I think for those people who aren't at like the 700 range, right? right. They're trying to build their way up. Right. Because right? I think. It's, I'm just gonna be honest. I think a lot of times it's a flex to say I have an 800 because you don't okay. really need that at a certain point. I would say after, from what I've heard, mm -hmm. is after like 720 or 730, it you kind of get the same rates. So I'm not. I don't know if that's 100 true or not. Okay. But I want to talk about the building Let's side of things, right? So, what are some ways that people could start building their credit, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I know another question is gonna come up later, so I'm gonna hold on to that one. Okay, that's fine. Let's do it. All right, so. Okay, this is good. Let me let me sit up. Let me sit. Let me sit up. Credit building, right? So you just watch this. You're watching this sit down. I just gave you guys a couple of tips, tricks, and gems on how to repair. Mm -hmm. Now let's get into the credit building aspect of things. So before you start building, we got to get into the mindset of this all because you said something that was very key. You talked about it's a flex to be able to say I got a 750, 800, whatever the case may be. If you're watching this and you're either in the process of building your credit or you're getting ready to start building your credit or you're repairing your credit and you're you know that after you're done you're going to start the building. The first thing that I need you to understand before you start applying for any accounts or doing anything like that to start building your credit out is that your credit score does not matter. I'm going to say it again, but I'm going to say it slow. If you're getting ready to start building your credit, I need you to understand that your credit score does not matter. Now, you're probably sitting there befuddled. You're like, what do you mean my credit score doesn't matter? I, I want the 800. I want the 850. I want the 750. What I mean by that is that what if I told you that there were people with 720s that are getting denied for things that people with 680s are getting approved for? Would you believe me? Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. I would just because I was studying credit right before I started on like clown. Let That's me, the only reason. Uh, I didn't want to get too flexed on. All right, so now let me let me explain what I mean. <laughs> let me explain what I mean by that. Because there's someone watching right now, and I just said, and they're like, oh, this dude don't know what he's talking about. Allow me to break it down. Let me talk to you. Watch this, right? <laughs> your credit score doesn't matter because what truly matters is your credit profile. Mm, yep. Your credit profile will build your, your credit pro. If you focus on your credit profile first, the credit score will follow. 
But if you focus on a credit score, the profile isn't going to follow, right? Mm, so the yeah. profile comes first, and when the profile is right, the score is going to come. It's like the fundamentals of the game, right? The fundamentals of the game. Why, why, allow me to give an example to help break that down a little bit more, right? When I first started building my credit, the first thing that I did was I became an authorized user on one of my cousin's credit cards. My right. first credit score ever was a 775. No, I'm lying. Ooh. 757. It was high. It was high, over. That's fire, though. It, great, right? Yeah. But remember, oh, on my credit. Yeah. Well, hold on now. Remember, on my credit profile, all I have on my credit profile is that I'm an authorized user. I'm piggybacking off of somebody else's credit card, right? I don't have no other credit cards, no other credit accounts, no Nathan. Just that one account that's not even mine. Even though I had a 777, whatever I had, credit score. If I was to go into the dealership and try and get a car, if I was to go to a mortgage broker and try and get a house, if I was to go to Chase and try and get a credit card, all three of them would have laughed at me because they would have pulled my credit profile and be like, bro, you ain't got nothing on here. It just You just piggybacking off of somebody else's credit, right? Whereas if I had a 680 credit score, but I had two credit cards, I had a student loan on there, and you know maybe I had a secured loan on there as well, mm. Chase or any of these other credit lenders I would apply to would have more than likely approved me with the 680 score versus the 750 score because my profile has much more depth to it. You understand? Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say your credit score does not matter and it's all about your credit profile. So now that we understand that, now we can get into the building aspect of it. So when it comes to building out your credit profile, there are a couple of different things that you can do now that you've finished fixing your credit or let's say you don't have any credit at all and you're starting from scratch. One of the first things that you can do is you want to look into credit building accounts, mm -hmm. right? A credit building account is typically an account that's going to help your credit score to be uh, get, get improved, but it's not going to do a hard pull on your credit report when you apply for it. One of the most common and easy ones that you guys can apply for is an account that's called self-lender. Do you guys know about it? No. no. Self-lender is basically, do you know what a certificate of deposit is? CD, CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. So self-lender is basically a CD, right? And for those for everyone who doesn't know, a CD is basically just a savings account that you can't touch for a certain amount of time, right? So self-lender is a certificate of deposit that is going to show on your credit report as an installment loan. Mm. So what happens wow. is you're basically going to be paying yourself to save money, right. but it's going to show on your credit report as if it's a loan that you're paying off. <laughs> That's fire. Right? That's so fire. with self-lender, it's one of the easiest ways that you can start getting, because uh, they don't have a pre-approval process. They don't have anything. You're going to go to self.inc. That's the website, self.inc. And you're going to get four different options. It's going to be a $25 option, a $49 option, I think a $99 option, and like a $150 option. You're going to want to go for the cheapest option, which is the $25 option. Why am I going to go for the cheapest option? I'm glad you asked. The reason why you're going to go for the $25 option is because not only is it going to, you know, is it the cheapest one, but also because with the $25 option, it's going to stay on your credit report for up to two years. The other mm. options that self offers are only going to stay, the, the two higher tiered ones are only going to stay on your credit report for one year. We want the account that's going to stay on there longer because it's going to build our positive payment history, but then it's also going to build our length of credit history as well. So it's right. going to help to strengthen and bolster our credit score as well. And the bonus of this all is after those two years are up, remember it's a CD. So after those two years are up, you basically just paid yourself to save money and self is going to pay you back the money that you saved after those two years minus some interest, right? So I just got off the $25 plan myself and I think it paid me all like 500 something dollars. So that's money I was just paying myself to save that was helping me build my credit up, right? Mm -hmm. That's one credit building account that you guys can use. Um, there are other couple a couple um, credit building accounts. There's another one called Kickoff. I don't know if you guys know what Kickoff is. No. Kickoff is 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 more. It's not the same thing. It's basically a uh, a, a line of credit that you're gonna get. 
I think it's up to like $500, but the only thing is you're only able to use that line of credit to buy things within their like kickoff store or whatever the case may be. But that's fine because we're not using it to go out and buy things willy nilly. We're going to use it to build our credit report, right? To start building that positive payment history, to start building that credit mix, to start building, you know, that, that, that good credit rapport with these creditors, right? So that we can start building our credit out. Um, and then from there, there's some other ones, but I don't know if you if we want me to get into them right now or it's it's on you, bro. Okay, got gotcha. you. So then there's another one. Uh, the other different things that you could do to build out your credit report um, is you could also do what's called a secured loan. Do you guys know what a secured loan is? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were just gotcha. talking about that. So a secured loan is probably one of the easiest ones. Once again, it's kind of similar to the concept of self. You're basically building, you're saving your money. You're basically paying yourself to save, but then you're also building out your credit. So for the for y'all who are watching at home. A secured loan, basically, you're going to find a bank that you already have a relationship with. You're going to put some money into a savings account, and then you're going to borrow that money against that savings account, right? And that uh, that money that you borrow is now going to appear on your credit report mm -hmm. as an installment line of credit, right? It's another great way for you to start saving. So you're basically taking money. And it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be $200, $500, $300. And that's you, what it, you pick the limit? That you uh, want to go with? You're, you borrow based off how much money is in the account. Okay, now, different banks may have different, like, you know, thing, that, uh, different um, procedures and things like that they have. Right. But it's entirely up to you. Like, you can put $200 into the savings account and borrow against that $200. Got right? you, got you. Can you can put 1000 Whatever is best for your financial situation. That's the great thing about starting to build credit. You don't need thousands upon thousands of dollars to mm -hmm. start building your credit report out. Right? You can have $50 and then start, start out with self. Right? You could mm -hmm. have... $200, put it in a, in a savings account with Chase or Bank of America or Navy Federal, whoever, take a secured loan out against that and then just start paying it back incrementally, right? These are different things that you could do. Uh, another suggestion I would give for a way that you can start to build your credit report out, are you guys familiar with rent reporters? No. But like the fact that the rent goes onto your uh Oh, like, that one, yeah, yeah, because yeah. so, that that just happened recently. I feel like that was like everyone started talking about it on Instagram recently. I feel like so yeah. rent rent reporters basically. He, I love rent reporters. I'm gonna tell you why. Rent reporters is basically a rent reporting uh, credit agency to where you can take your payment history of money that you've been giving to your landlord or this mm -hmm. rent that you've been paying and have it show on your credit report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's another one that's also called Rental Karma that you could also do that with, okay. right? Now, I personally prefer rent reporters. The reason why I prefer rent reporters is because on one hand, I don't like it because it only shows on TransUnion, which is a little bit sucky. Yeah. But what's dope about it is, for one, with rent reporters, they backdate, they can backdate your payment history up to two years. Oh yeah, I need that. Game changing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> game changing, <laughs> right? Changing. Now, it backdates your payment history up to two years, meaning that if you've been living at a place and you've been paying rent for a certain amount of time, right? They're not gonna start reporting your payments from the day that you signed up with them. They can go back up to two years and say like, all right, this meant if we're, we're in 2022 now, right? Yeah. So they can start reporting pay, uh, payment history going all the way back to 2020, right? S silly question on this, right? Let's go. So like, do you have to have pay it using a credit card or could you have pay to use your like actual bank account like your checking account what the rent the rent now here's where I to it doesn't matter it really it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. but okay. you're talking about to the landlord correct yeah, yeah yeah doesn't matter and i'm gonna tell you why it doesn't matter this is another thing that i love about rent reporters with rent reporters it says there might be an 18 year old kid watching this right now like bro i don't pay rent i stay at home with my family right mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine when i signed up with rent reporters i was also staying home with family what you're going to do is you're going to sign up for rent reporters and you're going to list the landlord as like your mom your dad or whatever the case may be you're you're gonna list their name, you're gonna list their number, you're gonna list some amount that you say that you're paying, right? $800 a month, $1,000 a month, $1,500 a month, whatever it may be. Rent Reporters is gonna sign you up, then they're gonna call the number that you have on there listed for this landlord, who is IE, your mom, your dad. Then from there, once they call, let's see your mom and dad, and be like, hey, or you could pick up and say, because they won't know. 
you can you can pick up your mom phone and be like, hey, is this uh, is this Sam's landlord? Yes, yes, this is Sam's <laughs> landlord. All right, uh, has Sam been uh, living here for? Yep, he pays rent. Yep. All right. Now all they do from there at once a month usually. No, 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 no. How is it be that easy? No, no, it really is. Like, That's crazy. No, but now here's here's where it gets even funnier. This is so. This is what I did, and the front reporters is watching this show. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say he's giving out too much. No, 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 no. So, so this is what front reporters does, right? So, what's funny about it is after I, when I signed up, I made my dad my landlord, right? After I finished signing up on the back end, I removed my dad as a landlord, and I, no, I kept my dad as a landlord, but I changed my dad's number in rent report because what they do is once a month they call to whoever you have the landlord on file as to make to basically act like, hey, is this person paying rent? Mm. And if the landlord says yes, they've been paying rent, that's how they update your payment history, right? Remember, because it's not an account that you're putting money into; sure, sure, sure. it's the landlord that's going to determine what your payment history is for that month. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, bro, they're not going to call my dad once a month. Like, we're not going to do this. So what I did, and y'all could try this out once again, rent reporters, please. Um, <laughs> What I did was after I used my dad's number on the front end, but on the back end, once they approved me, I went inside and I changed my dad's number to my cell phone number that's on there. Mind you, so if you go on my rental reporter's account right now, you're going to see my name and my and my 516 number, and then you're going to see my dad's name and then also my 516 number. So once a month, rent reporter calls me and because they, they think I'm my own landlord, and they're like, yo, has Marvin been paying rent? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, Marvin, yes, Marvin yes, has yes, been paying yes, rent. Yes, I'll see you next yes, month. Yes, <laughs> but those are some different ways that you can go about building out your uh, building out yo, your Yo, you know what this reminds me? You remember, <laughs> uh, was it Infinite Campus, whatever, in high school? You, you probably had something. Infinite asking, Campus, was that? It's like, basically, when you get your report card, okay. right, um, in high school, you can get an online portal and your parents like have a username and yeah. password. They right. said, you know, I, I'm Indian, bro. So they were on that, right? right, right, right. <laughs> I wasn't the best at school. So I was like, yo, nah, there's gotta be a way to finesse this. I'm tired of getting smacked. Like, this is That's so hilarious. much. That's hilarious. You snitching on yourself right now. Your bro, parents are watching. You know what's crazy? Hey. I swear to God, they, they did not know this. So at this point, I'm a grown man. So right, oh, right, man. Right, right. Basically, I went and changed the password and I told them that Infinite Games is broken. Mm-hmm. And they never checked, and I would just wait until like the reporter came in the mail, mm-hmm. and then I would just be like, "But that was always two weeks out right. afterwards." And I was right. like, "Like, Mas, it's already this is the past. Why are we talking about the past? Mm-hmm. There's more to the present and the future." Nah, so, I'm snitching, bro. <laughs> I'm sending this link to your mother as soon as this comes out. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yo, that's the fire. Hey man, gem. I, I came to play, man. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's that's talk. crazy. Okay, that's, okay. I'm, I'm, 100% doing that though. Go ahead. I know, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And, you, and it benefits you with like length of credit history too, right? 100%. You get the history on that. The right. two years. Right. Come on, son. You. It, work, it works hand in hand way. It's a beautiful thing. And yeah. like I said, remember, one of the more pesky things about building your credit out is length of credit history because you can't manipulate it. Right, right, right. Right? But that's the one thing that kind of gives you a way around it, even though, once again, the only annoying part about it is, unfortunately, it only shows on TransUnion. So it doesn't show on uh, Equifax and Experiment. But, but it can still help. It still helps. It right. still helps. It still helps, but just with your TransUnion report, which isn't the worst thing in the world because most major lenders usually are, like some of them use more all three credit reporting agencies. Some of them only use one. And typically, if they're only using one, they're usually only using your TransUnion or your Equifax report. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, you know, you should be fine. But yeah, those okay. are some different ways to build it out. Okay, okay. So let's wow. now let's let's tackle the credit card piece of it, right? And let's like go. so let's just say I got a credit card, mm-hmm. okay? And I, you mentioned credit utilization, right? So like the percentage that you're using on your limit. So let's just say you have a thousand dollar limit, mm-hmm. right? And you've had a credit card because I don't know, two years, you've been using the same credit card, you have a credit card worth okay. that, uh, you know, thousand dollars. You're like, yo, I- I'm tired of that limit. Like mm-hmm. I want to increase my limit. Mm-hmm. Is there a way you could increase your limit after a certain time period? You have to wait, or like, how how does that work? One hundred percent. Okay, so now we get into credit. Cre- okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about it. So first and foremost, before we even get into that, 
we talked about credit building. Let me give them some credit cards that they can apply for yeah, first. That right? was going to be my next. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so we can't we can't increase on what we don't have. So if right, you ain't got right. no credit cards, let me tell you. So a couple of different credit cards that you can look to you can look to apply for. Um, if you just started building your credit out, there's three that I would recommend. The first one is the Discover It Cashback Credit Card. I think we yeah. Listen, y'all. Y'all, everybody, man, the link is in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all got, got an affiliate? Yeah, yeah, affiliate? yeah, I was going to say, like, hey, that's it. Go, link, in the, link in the description, run it up. The, the Discover It Cashback credit card is a really, really good credit card. Yeah. I think Batal did a little bit of research. That's what you I'm saying. saying. Yeah, they, they, they did a little something. Saying. They did a little something. I'm saying, though. So the Discover It Cashback credit card is a really good credit card. Even better, because I'm assuming y'all y'all main demographic is like college students and things like that, right? Yeah, we're basically... It's great that you asked, actually, okay. right? right? So so here comes the elevator pitch. Now I'm playing. No, so no, it, no. It's basically anyone from like really 18 to 30 is what we go for. We, gotcha. we, you know, target, we try to target people who are 35 and above. It's it's really we just relate to people within Got the you. audience. You know what I'm saying? Got you. So it, so the dope thing with the Discovery Cashback card is that if you're and you know of course there's credit cards specifically for college students, but if you're watching this and you're a college student, you know especially if your your credit is super super new, Discover it also has a college credit card as well, right? For college students. Fire. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're not a college student, of course you could do the Discover it um, cashback credit card. If you are a college student, you could apply for the college version of it. But that's a great starter credit card. You're more than likely going to get approved. Um, and, and another thing, too, with the credit building piece that I forgot to get into, as you're building your credit out, you want to wait until you get to at least the mi minimum, the six-month range. So don't go apply for self. Don't go apply for rent reporters. Don't go, you want to let those things sit on your credit report for at least up to six months, right? Especially with like self and kickoff and things of that nature. If you apply for them right away and you go and apply for these credit cards and you only have one or two months of payment history from those accounts, it's not going to be enough, right? Mm. Get to that six month range. Realistically, if you, you want to be super duper patient and wait to like that eight to 10 month range, cool. But that six month range, you should be fine, right? Once you're at that six month range, then you can go and apply for some of these cards that I'm talking about. So you can go and apply for a Discover It Cashback credit card. That's a great credit card. What's dope about that card is that it has revolving categories on its cashback. What do I mean by that? With a Discover It Cashback card, every quarter of the year, they have different categories that you can get up to 5% cashback on, right? And this is another reason why we wanna make sure that we're building our credit and getting these credit cards because once you get credit cards, I want you to throw all your debit cards away. Right, man. Listen. Because what happens when you get a credit card is that credit cards and these credit card companies are rewarding us for spending money. People hear that. People hear credit and they run because it's like, oh, it's debt, it's debt, it's debt. Well, it's debt if you don't know how to use it. Right. Exactly. You want to use your credit cards. These credit cards that you're gonna go get, you want to use them to buy things that you're already gonna buy. So you already was gonna put gas in your car, right? Yeah. yeah. You was already gonna go buy groceries, right? Come on, man. You was already talk, gonna... talk to them. Talk to them. But man. I ain't came to play. Right? But you was already gonna go buy all these things. Don't put it on a debit card that's not gonna reward you for it. Use it. Buy those things with a credit card that's gonna give you cash back on those. You're already in pain. Might as well get a reward for Might it. Might as well. Shout, right. shout out to Eric Thomas. Right. right. My boy, you know what's crazy? Right beforehand, sorry to cut you off, but good. I literally bought some on Amazon and mm -hmm. like. My debit card from when I set my Amazon up mad long ago is mm -hmm. on the file. Delete it. And I, exactly, bro, bro I was in a rush. Off. Like, I was trying to get over here. I was right. in a rush. So I was like, brother, come I was like, nah, on, I got to get these reward points. So come on, yeah. I switched the card. I was like, I don't care if I'm late, yo. I got to go. get my points. Got to, you got to get your points. Now, <laughs> yeah. and, and now, once again, going back to it, this is what's dope about the Discover It Cashback card because with the Discover It Cashback card, it has revolving categories where every quarter of the year, and there's four quarters in the year, but every quarter of the year, they have different categories that you can get up to 5% cash back on different things. So in some in some categories, they'll be able to get 5% cash back on like restaurants and like drug, uh, you know, uh, drug stores, whatever, maybe. Like gas. Another, yeah, another category would be like gas and restaurants. Another category would be like Netflix and so that, for me, I think that's one of the most under credit, underrated credit cards out right now. It's super duper clutch, super easy to get if you're a, a beginner to credit. 
And on top of that, the only annoying thing about it is they don't start giving you increases, and we're gonna get to that in a second, until you had the card for at least um, 12 months. So that's, mm. another, that's the only annoying thing. But once you get to that 12 month range, they're super duper generous with the increases. But that's a great credit card to get. Another great starter credit card to get, which is another slept on credit card I feel like uh, people are iffy about, and I don't understand why. If you have an, if you, and this is only if you have Apple products, but the Apple credit card. Yo, my boy was just talking to me about this. The Apple credit card is a really, really dope starter credit card for you to get if you're just building out your credit. Once again, easy to get and also super duper generous with the um, limit increases, right? Because obviously, as we're building positive relationships with these credit card companies, we want to get, we want them to give us, you know, more and more money. Mm-hmm. One of the dope things about the Apple credit card, at least from what my relationship was with them, and once again, we're going to get into credit limit increases. Um, sometimes when you were trying to get an increase, you have to ask the credit card company for an increase. With Apple, I never asked them for an increase. And within the first year of me having them, they increased my credit limit three times. Wow. Three times. Boy right? spends money. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think I they, they gave me, they gave me that when I got got the card, it was at 3000 Then they in, increased me from 3000 to 4500 That was the first increase. Second increase was like 4500 to 8000 The third increase was from 8000 to 11000 Damn. I never asked for an increase. Okay. I just maintained positive payment history. Within a year? Within wow. one year. That's crazy. big. No, hold on, man. Now hold on now. I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen for everybody. <laughs> but I'm saying that's why I'm such a huge advocate for them. I, I mean I've spoken to different people and they've had similar things happen to them. I don't know if it's happening in that. I'm not say, I'm not making any guarantees that yeah, that's what's gonna happen yeah, for you. Yeah. Let me be very clear. Because I want y'all coming back to back telling me like he's a liar, he's a scammer, he's a crook. <laughs> don't do it. But Apple is another great um starter credit card to have if you have an android i'm sorry you can't get it yeah. but was you shouldn't have that in the first place come on apple bro. is such a great company it's yeah, such a yeah, we Yo, we be bro, they have a credit them, card bro. bro they have android does not have a credit Every, card bro, bro. <laughs> when i tell you like i think i mean this is a credit episode so i won't go too into it right the greatest company in the world we had an argument before i was i was on microsoft he was on apple bro what was you doing on microsoft no nah, no nah, the reason the reason is because i i still it's it really just comes into brown kd like okay mj kobe you okay. know what i'm saying like okay. I think that they're both goaded. Okay. I will say that Apple's Apple, Apple got the edge. Apple, Apple Apple's better. Apple's, I can't. Apple's got the edge. But no, if you're watching this, and the Apple credit card is another great starter credit card to get. They give you 3% cash back on all purchases you make with the Apple card with Apple products. So let's say you about to go buy a MacBook, bro. Get the Apple credit card first. Buy the MacBook on the Apple credit card. Or, the, or you know, people get new iPhones every year. But get the, get the Apple credit card, right? Mm. That way you're getting 3% cash back on a phone you was already going to buy anyways. They give you 2% cash back on um, specific, with, if you if you use uh, Apple Pay at certain retailers. Yeah, I heard about right? that. So for example, if any place that takes Apple Pay, instead of you actually using the card, if you use Apple Pay to where you know you, you, know you have it on your phone, yep. you, it doesn't matter if it's McDonald's, doesn't matter if it's a corner store, grocery store, drugstore, whatever it may be, get that 2% cash back. And then they give you 1% cash back on all other- uh, So they're, they're cash back, uh, not points. Right. Um, no. So what, what? Yeah. So what they do is they do. Yeah, they do actual cash back. And what's Got dope it. about it is they give you access to your cash back right away. So. Oh, have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you get an Apple credit card, I'm giving you everything. When you get an Apple credit card uh, on um, uh, in your Apple wallet, you're going to see that you have the Apple credit card, but then you're going to have also have your Apple cash card. Mm-hmm. So at the end of every after every day that oh, you nah, finish. Don't tell me. It just goes right there. Goes straight to the Apple. Oh, that's cash so fire. Yeah. Oh, that's very, so very, very, fire. Very, I love this company. You know what I'm saying? Apple, Apple's golden, bro. Apple, yeah, Apple is really Apple's golden. golden. So it's it's really, really, really dope company to have. Also, another for the three percent cash back for the Apple credit cards, you can also get three um, percent cash back with specific retailers like Uber, Nike, um, Dwayne Reed, and there are a couple other ones as well. So the Apple credit card, very low key, not low key, but I don't I slept pres- on very slept on, and people have mixed emotions about it. I've had an amazing experience with them up until this point, and it's a great uh, starter credit card. 
the third credit card that you want to go for in terms of a starter so we said we did discover we did apple navy federal this one's a little tr this one's a little tricky the navy federal cash rewards credit card now it's tricky because navy federal is a credit union we're probably going to talk about yeah, that a little bit say, later. Yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit later so with the navy federal credit union uh with navy federal credit union uh credit union are basically banks that are specifically for specific groups of people or like are, are for specific groups of people so you have credit unions that are only for firefighters police officers people who served in the army people who are scientists like credit unions for everything but navy federal they are for people that served right but they have amazing credit cards and they're very very generous of limits quick hack if you want to get into navy federal if you don't have somebody in your family that served you could just call in and be like yeah my great great grandfather uh, serve, but he died, and I didn't. This man's know a finesse, bro. Yo, I, I, would, I would call myself a finesse. I just, you know, what I'm saying? I know, I know, I, know, nah, I, I love know it. I, I'm the bandit, bro. Trust me. That's, that's how you. Just, hey, you just gotta, you just gotta get around. So you call the Navy Federal, be like, yo, my great, great, great grandfather, uh, Gunther. He served, but um, you know, I never got a chance to know him. Can I, can I get in, please? And gonna be like, all right, give me a second, and they'll go and be like, all right, we'll, 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 we'll sign you up. So then you're not gonna, you may get a representative that's a little bit more finicky on that. If so, hang up, call again. <laughs> Hang up. I see why you're stand up, bro. You're making me laugh I right now. I appreciate it, brother. But no, just hang up, call again, and then boom, you're in Navy Federal. Once you're in Navy Federal, um, they are a little, you want to, with that bank, before you rush and apply for a credit card with them, you know, because they're an actual bank, like Discover is not a bank, it's just a no. credit card company. Apple is not a bank, it's just a credit card. Well, Apple is not a credit card, yeah. but they have a credit card. Navy Federal is a bank. So, and we're going to talk about, also talk about this a little bit later, but build, you want to build a relationship with them first. You know, you know you're going to open an account with them, put a little bit of money in there, like, $500, let it sit for like three to four months before you get that card. Then you circle back, you apply for the Navy Federal Cash Rewards card. It's gonna give you 1.5 or I think 2% cash back on all purchases. Mm -hmm. And they're super duper generous with the limits. I've seen people on their first Navy Federal, on that credit card get limits up to $20,000 on the first Ooh. approval. Now I'm not saying that's gonna be you. I'm just saying it's possible, you understand? So that's another, uh, those are three great starter cards to get. Now. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, no, you good, bro. Uh, um, you talked about credit limit increases. Yeah, like, I was just curious, right? Because like, it kind of ties into this, right. this topic, right? Because these are beginner level credit cards. So I'm sure like the limit's not going to be $30,000 as you, as you just right, said, right? right, right. It, it might not happen with y'all. Right, right so, it might, might, not, might not. So basically like, I'm just assuming here, let's just say you have a $2,000, $1,000, whatever limit. How do you get that increase? So how do you get that increase, mm -hmm. right? It would be part, part one. Mm -hmm. And the other part I'm just wondering is, is like, what credit card do you get after this as well to be like okay now now i want to level up right uh -huh. now now i want to be like marvin now i want to be out mm -hmm, there you mm -hmm. know going out and buying mm -hmm. everything for bad talk you know what i'm uh -huh. saying <laughs> let's go let's do it all right so two great questions let's get into it right how do you get those credit limit increases there's a couple of things so for starters there are two ways that you can go about getting a credit limit increase. You could either ask or you could just wait for them to give it to you, right? Like I said, I never asked Apple for one. They gave me three on their own. Different credit card companies move that way. Other ones, not so much, right? And different companies have different things that they look for to decide if they're going to approve you for um, you know, a credit limit increase or whatever the case may be. So there's a couple different things that you could do. For starters, whenever you're asking for a credit limit increase, you want to ask for one. If you're going to go about the route of asking, you want to want to ask for one every like four to six months. Mm -hmm. The reason why you want to ask for every four to six months, if you're asking for it every other month, once again, now you look needy to that bank, and now they're looking at you a little sideways, like, bro, relax, we're gonna to get to it, calm down. <laughs> you want to give it give it every four to six months because you want to have enough time to where you're showing them like, hey, I've been maintaining positive payment history, I've kept my utilization on this credit card under um, under ten percent, I'm doing good over here, like you know, show show your boy some love. So every four to six months, you can call in 
ask them um, ask them uh, um, for credit limit increase and from there some of them approve you on the spot mm-hmm. other ones um, uh, other ones usually take like a couple days or whatever the case may be and then they'll follow up with you from there a couple other things that you want to keep in mind when you go about asking for a credit limit increase and this varies from card to card I know this is popular with Amex I'm about to get into Amex sometimes there are some credit card companies not all some that will do a soft pull, do soft pulls on your credit report from time yep. to time whenever you're looking to get an increase because they also want to see how you're managing credit with other companies mm-hmm. before they determine if they want to give you an increase or not so another thing you want to make sure you're doing whenever you're trying to get an increase or even sometimes yeah when you're whenever you're trying to get an increase you want to make sure that you're in good standing with other credit card companies as well so just because you have below 10 percent utilization with this credit card right and you've been maintaining positive payments history on this credit card doesn't mean that you're in a clear you want to make sure that that's the case across the board with all the different credit accounts that you have on your report because that credit card company that you're asking for an increase for they may be like all right cool give me three to five business days and I'll let you know what you think they do in those three to five business days let me do a soft pull on this man they're checking on you let's, let's see what you got going on oh you Facts. you max out on this credit card no 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 i'm gonna protect myself i'm not giving you no more yeah you're gonna right? stop you right there you're gonna stop you right there so that's why you want to make sure that you're in, in good standing as well with the uh with these other credit card companies as well another thing too um, and this is something that gets people that people don't even know typically whenever you ask for an increase one of the first things that a credit card company asks for is they ask for your annual like what's your income mm-hmm. right because when you apply for a credit card they ask you for what's your income at the time and when you apply for an increase they're going to ask you for your income again because from when you applied from the card to when you're real when you're applying for that increase again maybe your income has gone up right maybe, maybe it's gone down the banks want to know if you're applying for an increase, another thing that you can use to your favor, let's say when you applied for the credit card, you said that your income was like 60000 right? And you're applying for an increase again, you and they ask you for your income again, you want to tell them that it's something higher than what it is, than what it was they initially. they check that? Um, now, this is where it gets tricky. When you say that, you, unless you have W-2 papers or tax papers to prove this, typically, whether you're applying for a card or applying for an increase on a card, I tell people never tell them that your income is over like eighty to 85000 once you get into that 90 plus range, now they're going to be like, all right, let me see some paperwork. If you say like 80 to 85,000, they're going to take your word for it and then just determine on their own, like, all right, do we want to give them an increase or not? Mm. But if you say like, if you say, if you go come back with a crazy number, like, yeah, I make 200K. Oh no, we need, we need to see papers. <laughs> we need it. We need to make sure that this brother's not lying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so that's another, that's another great way to improve your thing too. And the reason for that is because another thing banks look at when determining if they're going to approve you or if they're going to increase your limit is something called DTI. I'm sure you guys know. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They also want to see how much money you make proportionate to how much money you owe. So, you know, that could be that's some like, for example, if you have a student loan or whatever the case may be. And let's say that when you first applied for a credit card, you know, you had you said that your income was sixty thousand dollars. They're going to look at you a lot differently if you come back and say that my income now is eighty thousand versus when it was sixty thousand compared to and when they're looking at things like your debt to income ratio as well. Right. So that's another reason why we want to update our income before or when we go and apply for these increases to not only approve our chances of getting approved for the increase, but also improve our chances of getting approved, approved for a larger increase. And then right. you're able to take it from there. Then after that, you said something about um, uh, what cards we can get after that. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, how, how do you level up? Right. Because you said the beginner level. So mm-hmm. we, we tackle that for these are people who are college students. Right. Mm-hmm. Or people just starting off. Mm-hmm. But now you guys also know now like mm-hmm. what to do to how to increase your limit. Right. right? So now let, let's just talk about I think we have so many topics. Right I appreciate now, it. And it's. I'm not gonna lie. This I think one of the best episodes, if not the hey, best. Hey, I, 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 come on, man. Like, I'm not. Gonna, I'm. I'm dead ass learning. I'm not even faking. Let's it. go. Let's do like, it. So now I'm just wondering, 
um, what can we do to level up our credit game okay. af after these cards? Like, do we do we just fly right and say we want the platinum, right? Do we just say we want the sapphire? Okay. What, do, what do we do? And, and I feel like this ties in kind of with what we're saying. With every episode, we we ask our guests to give them like just some bag to it. Oh, facts, facts, facts. So right. This kind of ties in like this because we always end every episode with everybody giving us a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. So it's called bag talk. Because can you give our audience some bag talk? while answering this question because it kind of ties in like, okay how do we level up now that we have all this knowledge okay got you let's do it all right so different tier so um um after you've gotten all these starting credit cards right you want to look into different credit cards that you can apply for right like you're saying that are a tier above um there are a couple different cards that you could look into uh one of them is the aviator card with barclays so barclays heard of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if they're still running this promotion and if they are amazing if not i'm sorry but it's still a great credit card to have uh, the Aviator credit card is uh, a credit card that's under the uh, Bank of Barclays. And what's dope about it was at the time when I applied for it, at least, they had a promotion where as soon as you sign up for it, you buy one thing. It could be a Jolly Rancher or a pen, and they'll give you 60,000 miles as soon as you sign up for them. Right? So that's a Now you lying. That's crazy. Oh, I'm serious. Oh, I, I, I didn't know about this. That's that I didn't crazy. know about. That's why this is so fake. Because I heard about this before. The Aviator yeah. card. Yeah, though, it, it was, like I said, I don't know if they still, I hope they still doing a promotion. Yeah, but nah, it, we got to, yeah. we about to wrap this up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the Aviator credit card. So when you go, there's a the it's under Barclays Bank. If you go and you apply for it, it's it's not that hard to get approved for, but it's a tier above you know some of the cards I mentioned before. Um, as soon as you get it, they were running a promotion. Like I said, I don't know if they're still doing it. I hope they are. But when you sign up for them, you had to buy just one thing. It could be been something for fifty cents, dollar, don't matter. They, the 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 promotion is they give you sixty thousand miles right then and there. So that's one great credit card that you could apply for. Another credit card that you guys can look into is you mentioned Amex. So Amex has a bunch of different bunch cards of and a, a bunch of different tiers. Here's what's dope about Amex that a lot of people don't know. This is a play, and this is a little <clears throat> not a hack. I don't know if it's a hack play, whatever. With Amex, whenever you apply for a credit card with them, they're gonna do a hard pull on your Experian credit report, right? Once you apply for um, Amex and they approve you for whatever, or approve whether they approve or deny you, whatever they do for that card, mm -hmm. you now have 60 days where you can apply for Anything. any other credit cards that That's they offer fire. within that time frame, right? So let's say you go and you apply, like another card that you guys can look into is the Amex Blue Cash. It's a, on a personal side. You go and you apply for that card and you get approved, you got the hard inquiry, cool. You now have 60 days to where you can apply willy-nilly for any other credit cards that they offer and they're not going to keep re-pulling your credit report over and over and over so again. You can shoot your shot to see if you get it. You can shoot your shot to see if you get ha tough. have it again. I don't remember the name of the cards, but I know they have the Amex Blue Cash because mm -hmm. we're talking about like a tier above. They have the Amex Blue Cash. They also have several other cards that favor things the like Amex Gold. I think. They have well, that, platinum, yeah, right? they, they have the Amex Gold. Well, you want to give yourself a little bit of time with the gold. Now, I mean, that's that's yeah. a little bit little, little bit more big boy status, but. You know, they also have the Amex Delta card, I think, something oh, like the that. Del yeah, the Del uh, with the airlines are saying. Yeah, right? yeah, there you yeah. Go. So they also have cards like that as well. Um, that's pretty good too. But now, actually, I'm, like I'm the pink too. There's like they have a they have a couple have a lot, ones. Yeah. But another card that you guys look into, and actually, I made a mistake because I would recommend that you guys look into this card before. If you, you we're talking about leveling up, look into this card before you go and apply for some of the, the two cards I just mentioned. Now. Go and get the Chase Freedom Unlimited credit card. Man, how many times? Guys, it's in the bio. Link, the Chase <laughs> Link below, man. How many times card? you got to tell you? But do y'all know why they should apply for that card before they apply for those two? I'll let you, I'll let you see if y'all know. Before they apply for these two? Yeah, why should they apply for that credit card before they apply for those two? Oh, nah. I'll it's, three, it's three numbers. Three numbers. Nah, go. Chase 524 rule. Do you guys know about oh, the Oh, yeah, because you can... You could, um, um, Oh my god! I, I think, I'll, I'll I let you. I'll let you. Five cards in twenty-four hours. No, no, no. Twenty-four no, no. months. 24 no, no, no. Months? Okay. I, yeah, that's yeah, what there it is. you go. So Chase has this underlying. Well, it's not even underlying because if you go and you ask a banker, they'll tell you about it. Chase has a rule called the five twenty-four rule. 
basically the 520 oh this is fun the chase 524 the chase 524 rule is a rule where if you've opened up to five different credit accounts within the last 24 months you're not going to get approved for any chase product at all at all at all so before you go and apply for amex and everything else and some of these other cards that don't necessarily care too much about those kind of things you want to see if you can get approved with chase first right and get that chase freedom unlimited card because once you get into that 524 rule now you got to wait 24 months until one of those slots open up for you to now circle back and get a credit card with chase so chase is another one that's a tier above that you could also look into as well and then from there you know um on a personal side i would say look into credit unions like a lot mm. of people people really sleep on credit unions like i said there are different unions that you, credit unions that you can um look into in term that are in your neighborhood like different people live in different states right colorado new right. york michigan cali there are different <clears throat> credit unions that are out there that you know some of them will say like okay we're only for police officers but another hack with them is with those credit unions if you give them like some of them if you donate like 25 dollars to a charity they'll let you in and a lot of people don't even know this, but the credit unions are actually more fa favorable when it comes to getting higher limits on your credit card. Remember, I mentioned Navy Federal yeah, was giving people 20K off rip. Yeah. You know, you have Banner Federal Credit Union that you could look into, PenFed Federal Credit Union. You have uh, Alliant. Alliant is another very popular one, credit union. You have so many other credit unions that you could look into that are even in your own neighborhood that are probably going to give you larger limits than a lot of these other banks that you can get into. So that's 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 a little bit more right there. So. Nah, that's... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. So I think personally, we could go hours. I I, I personally have other questions. Like, I'm not too, gonna lie to you. We have other questions right here. Might have to do a part two on this. I was, yo, you still words out of my mouth. We gotta. Let's, we, let's do it. Let's it's do on it. camera. That's all. No we'll, pressure, bro. But we're gonna hit you up again. Let's do it. Let's make it happen, man. Because this I was amazing. Because like, I swear, there's more we could say. Like, no, hundred yeah. percent. Let's go. Let's so, go. Like, I hate to do this. We have to cut it short right now. Okay. Because. It's we gotta get out of here. And everything. It's just a lot that we want to talk about. Right. Round two will be happening. Let's right? do it. Yeah. Let's so do it. Before we do that, mm -hmm. it's gonna be completely unfair if we don't say this. Right. Mm -hmm. One, that was probably the best episode. Not gonna lie. I appreciate it. Bro. Right. I and two, it. definitely promo yourself, bro. Like, say where they can find mm -hmm. you. Right. Obviously, you do consultations. I don't know if you right. still, you still do them. And everything yeah, like that? yeah. 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 Okay. So. Everything of that sort, please put them on. Okay, so before before I get into that, you said that uh, at the end you guys do something where like you give them like bag talk or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. So what what would I have to say for something like that? Just what? Just well, it comes out the heart. Literally, it's, like, literally, the, heart, it's just, like the last gem. Yeah. The last gem. The last gem. I'm gonna give him that. What do I want to give him as a gem? What's the biggest thing that I learned in 2022? Oh, okay, a gem. Man, network, networking, networking. Net I'll give him two. I'll, first thing I'll say is networking. Um, networking is why we're here exactly. right now, yes. right? Yeah. Like this interview doesn't happen. Shout out to my guy Tyson Trainer. This mm -hmm. this interview doesn't happen if my guy Elijah, you know, um, you know, you guys mentioned that you got you went up to him and you basically told him that like, yo, we need somebody for credit. Immediately he thought of me. I wasn't there. I was somewhere totally far, far away, and then I ended up connecting with him. And Elijah's like, yo, I put put to uh, I'll connect you with these other two dudes, right? Why? Because I built a network. Where I got connected to Elijah, I made myself acquaint. I equated myself with him. I poured value into him. He poured value into me. Now, I'm he. I, I'm in a position now where I have people like him and others that are sharing my name in rooms I'm not even in. Yeah, that's the power of networking, right? Like you know, people are relationships are the new currency, right? Everybody's want to talk about how to get to six figures, how to get to seven figures. It's situations and things like this, bro. Tomorrow, these guys could have the biggest entrepreneurship platform on the planet, right? 
they're going to remember episodes like this. They're going to remember sit-downs like this where they had people like me come in and just give game on top of game on top of game to come back again and again and again to continue to share gems with y'all. So what I would say is, you know, understand the value and the power of networking, right? Surround yourself with like-minded individuals. And also, you know, don't count out people just because, you know, they're not, you know, where you're trying to get to, right? You never know, bro. The, the dude that you're down today could be the same dude that gives you, you know, your, your biggest your biggest come up tomorrow right yeah. don't don't underestimate anybody don't overestimate anybody <clears throat> and prioritize meeting as many people as possible go to conferences go to seminars go to networking events put yourself out there because you could literally be one handshake away from you know you getting your first six figures your first seven figures and the second thing i would say is you know um understand that there's a beauty in um scaling slow i'll say that Facts. what i mean by that is we live in a social media age where, I mean, y'all hear me say what I said, right? And it was like, oh, damn, he made a YouTube video and now it's he's up. Like, bro, it doesn't happen that way for everybody. And I know that. And yeah. I'm very grateful and appreciative to be in this position. But I hate that we live in an age now where everybody feel like if they're not a millionaire in the first two, three months of them doing something, they got to drop it, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, these things take time, right? Like, you, you know, the, the, it, it's a process to it. Yeah, I, and if you're in the space of this process right now, I know it's frustrating. I know it's tiring. But, you know, if we talk about bag talk, before you get to the bag, you got to know that there's some, there's a trials and tribulations that you got to go through, right? Before you no, get there. Definitely. So if you own a pro process that have come up, I know you see, you know, 21 and 22 year olds throwing bags on yachts and Ferraris and all this stuff. Bro, you're going to get there and beyond. Trust me. Put your head down. Put the work in. Learn what it, learn your craft. Learn your business. Learn your hustle. Learn whatever it is that you're doing to the absolute fullest. And before you know it, whether it's a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you're going to be way ahead of everybody you thought was smoking you. That's a fact. Yes. Now, with that being said, where you can you find me? At Marvin Francois <laughs> underscore on Instagram. On YouTube, at Marvin Francois. Twitter at Marv Francois underscore. I'm anywhere that you could type my name at. I don't have no <laughs> aliases. I'm not Marv the credit guy. None of that. I'm just Marvin Francois. <laughs> At Marvin Francois, last name F R A N C O I S. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. That's it. This was hard. That was fine. That was fine. So much. I, we really genuinely want to thank you for your man, time, I appreciate bro. It, man. Like, bro, this was amazing. Yes, sir. And yo, bro, let's close it out. Yeah. So, like, like always, right? Thank you for still watching. We're gonna put all his information in the description below. Right. It's gonna be on YouTube. It's gonna be on our Instagram. It's gonna be on our Spotify and Apple Podcast. They're gonna find his information. So definitely reach out. Um, and like always, y'all, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's Plus, hit the little notification bell because we drop two videos a week. And you don't want to miss them, man. Come on. Yeah. We're going to check you out next week. But until then, peace. Peace. My guy. Soundstripe.